everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Do you ever feel like people dance around the truth and are afraid to actually say the reality of a situation? John the Baptist is not one of those people. <laughs> Today we will be reading uh, bits of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And each one of those chapters um, in those books refers to John at some point. Um, what's interesting, before we started this episode, Ryan and I were talking about uh, the personality of John the Baptist. And what's really cool about him is not only is he related to Jesus, but he is just like born like out the gate, ready to like live a life that is serving and preparing for Jesus and his ministry, which is really cool. However, um, I think a lot of times today we are super comfortable with just like a lot of tolerance and acceptance of very not great things, or I guess on top of that, tolerance and acceptance and not a pivot from sin. Uh, I think a lot of times we're willing to accept, 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 but not necessarily turn away from sin and start a new life. And John just lays it out like completely bare. Uh, I'll just read this verse for you in chapter three, verse 17. He's referring to Jesus. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And this verse really sticks out because it's talking about like this final judgment for those who are not um, willing to live within God's plan and purpose and believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior, like they're going to be cut off. They're going to be burned up with unquenchable fire. Um, and like I said before, John just like he throws it out there with no shame uh, because he believes what God is up to. He believes in Jesus and his ministry. He believes what Jesus is going to do for this earth um, and its people. So it's pretty insane just how upfront he is. He is filled with the Holy Spirit, which is still a significant thing at that time. Very shortly after John the Baptist, everyone who believes will be filled and indwelt with the Spirit. Uh, but John the Baptist is still in that interesting category of specific people at specific times for specific purposes. And John the Baptist is indwelt with the Holy Spirit while he is in his mother's womb yeah. to the point that when he knows baby inside the womb, John the Baptist is next to baby inside the womb, Jesus, he leaps for joy. It's so crazy. And John the Baptist comes out swinging. When was the last time? Yeah, he's like that crazy kid on the jungle gym, like just <laughs> flinging around like no shame. That's what I think of. When was the last time your pastor started a sermon with <laughs> you brood of vipers and he meant it? <laughs> or just like, hey, like don't be comfortable sitting in your seats. Like judgment is coming whether you and that's something I've heard the other day. Judgment is coming for the church whether you're a believer first, or not, church first. first, and then for sinners. So like, hey, sometimes we sit around really comfortably being like, nah, well, I mean, it's for those people, the sinners, the ones that haven't found Jesus yet. But like, we too will be judged for every sin in our life. And like, John is not gonna like shy away from that. Like, you guys are a brood of vipers. How dare you just sit back and be comfortable and think this is just a show. I just think about, and it's it's been heavy on my mind these past weeks and months, and it's probably it's probably evident through how I speak on the podcast, I would guess. Um, but it's just heavy on my heart, like this church growth movement that has been a part of at least the Western American church, like since the 70s and 80s, 
that is like, yeah, get everybody in and like get them eventually. You, like, does that make sense? Does that what I'm saying make sense? Eventually, like, kind of like draw people draw in, draw them in, get everybody you possibly can in, just bring them in with whatever. So you have these Night of the Movie series. We were just watching on YouTube. A church did a thing with the song Peaches from the Mario movie, and the whole idea is like, we'll do some giant show, we'll do a big Christmas pageant, uh, we'll do a giant theater proje- production, we'll do an incredible worship set. And somewhere down the line, these people will eventually get the gospel. And so many of these churches never get there. Mm-hmm. They never say anything difficult. They never say anything offensive to a non-believer. And John the Baptist is out in the Jordan River being like, you're a viper. You're a viper. You're a viper. Well, and to even push it further, later on after he says that in verse 9 of chapter 3 in Luke, he says, Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I think a lot of times... Uh, I even just heard recently someone said that if if a tree is not bearing fruit, you get like you give it time. You got to wait for the good stuff. But John's like, no, if you say you're a believer and you're not living that out, you will be cut off and you will be thrown into the fire. Like, what good is your faith if you don't actually believe the things that you say or or live a life? that reflects the things that you say you believe. Um, So John is just one of those, like, I think you already referenced him this way. He just comes out swinging, like, right away, but unashamedly so, and, like, completely justified. And that is what serves people. Mm -hmm. Because nobody is staying there listening to John the Baptist and thinking, like, so where do I stand with God? Like, am I okay? I think I'm okay. Like, John's like, repent. The message is not judgment. Mm-hmm. It is judgment for those who refuse to repent. Mm-hmm. So like, don't mix this up and don't look at it and be like, oh, John is so mean. He's not mean. Mm-hmm. He's serving these people extremely well by making sure they understand where they fit with God. And outside of repentance, they have no relationship with God. So did that offend people? 100%. The dude's living jungle life out in a river in the wilderness. But there are many people, uh, many of the disciples actually, who come to John the Baptist first and hear about repentance, and their hearts are softened towards God, and those people end up following Jesus because they've repented for their sin and they're ready um, to be gathered. And that's something else that stuck out to me in these chapters. John the Baptist refers to Jesus as coming to gather the wheat. So we talk all the time about Jesus, the good shepherd, who goes and gathers the lost, and Jesus 100% does that. We totally believe that. One of the things we rarely hear about is Jesus, the burner of chaff. <laughs> a way that I heard of it the other day, too, that was really excellent that refers to the same thing. Like, yes, there is judgment for sin, but there is also grace. So, like, uh, I heard a pastor talking about how uh, he had, like, a severe illness. He actually had brain cancer. And he was like, you know, I'm getting these headaches all the time, all the time. But if he would have just kept going throughout life, just taking Tylenol, like Tylenol is not going to cure your brain cancer. It's not going to yeah. happen. So like you have to come to grips with the fact that like, yes, I am living a life of sin. My life needs to be changed radically by Christ. I need to change and turn to a life that reflects the Lord, not just one that I keep like giving Advil to or giving Tylenol to because it's not going to fix the problem and you will eventually die from that problem. Um, so it was that was a good uh, word picture for me anyway to understand that a little bit better too. So I think like a huge takeaway here and I, like I'm, I'm not done talking, but one of the, your parts is like, 
we need constant repentance. We have to repent before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, the organization I work for, we talk a lot about confess the small sins before they become the big sins. Mm-hmm. And you might have big sins in your life, and I'm encouraging you right now, like repent for that sin, seek forgiveness for that sin. Only Jesus can give you forgiveness for that sin. Um, but get into a rhythm of confessing the small stuff, because when you regularly and quickly confess the small stuff, it protects you from the big stuff. And that's what John the Baptist is getting at here. Like repent, clear your heart, be right before God. And he is like, he's filled with the Holy spirit. This is a message from God Mm -hmm. for the people. I bet it really took him off guard then too, when he is baptizing Jesus, like (laughs) he's out telling everybody about him. And then all of a sudden Jesus just shows up and he's like, Hey, like I need you to baptize me. And he's like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not doing that. Like, who would want that responsibility? That seems crazy. And he knew who he was right away. I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. cousins. They're cousins anyway. Yeah. So I don't know if they played when they were kids or something. Like, were they playing soccer in the backyard or something? Yeah. Um, but he knows right away, like, I'm not worthy to do this. Yeah. But it yeah. needed to be done because that was obedience mm-hmm. to the Father. This is a significant point in the Bible, and I want to point this out. It's in all three chapters that we read. So we read a chapter from Matthew. Uh, actually, I don't know if we called that out. We read Matthew 3, Mark 1, and Luke 3. Um, but they all record this instance where the sky is open. The Holy spirit falls on Jesus in the form of a dove and God speaks audibly and says, he's pleased with his son. So this is one of those instances in scripture where the Trinity is readily visible and easily identifiable, probably even more so than some of the other ones. So I witness too, like there wasn't just this like small little group of people, like he was being followed and like everybody was everywhere watching John, seeing this happen, like, whoa, this is an actual event seen by a large group of people. So this is a significant issue for us. We talked about this yesterday, but the Trinity is who God is. God exists as God, the father, Jesus, the son, and the Holy spirit. And anytime people get wonky about any of that and want to change any of that, that's not God anymore. So like a big thing that was getting pushed in high schools, it probably still is. But when I was, when I was a youth, youth pastor, they were talking about it a lot. They're like, well, the Abrahamic religions, the Christians, Muslims, and Jews, they all serve the same God. And my students would fall for that stuff all the time. They'd be like, oh, Ryan, we all serve the same God. It's like, no, because if you don't <laughs> believe in Jesus, the son, that's not God. If you don't believe in the, the physical Holy Spirit, that's not God. Mm-hmm. And so there's like all these little subtle tricks. They're not new. It feels like they're new because we live very short lifespans. Um, but throughout history, people have tried to do creative things with like peeling off one of these pieces. That's not God anymore. Mm-hmm. So you can't follow God the Father without worshiping Jesus the Son and being filled with the the, the Holy Spirit. Um that's God. And so we see this, um, we see God at work in Genesis 1, um, where the the plural explanation of God is making, um, let's make man in our image, in our likeness. That's plural. Um, when you see the, the spirit hovering over the void of the water, that's the Holy Spirit present. But I think uh, these chapters, it's even clearer that God is Trinitarian. So I think we probably gave you plenty of uh, material today. Uh, I, I'm just wound up about these passages. I think Jenny's kind of wound up about them too. She sounds different when she's wound up though. Oh my, I'm not falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think repentance is huge. Like seek repentance, seek forgiveness from God, um, confess small sins quickly, uh, but also like firm up your understanding of who God is. If God is not spirit, son and father, that's not God. And don't put up with people that are trying to say that he is. Like if you present some kind of weird nonsense 
that peels Jesus out of it, that peels the Holy Spirit out of it, that peels the Father out of it, that's not real. That's a lie. That's deceit. Um, and, and there's no power in that because mm-hmm. it's, it's not real. Uh, actually, speaking of power, this is extra credit, but you'll see in Mark where Jesus is already driving out demons from yeah. people. That is the spiritual authority and power that he has that demons recognize him before he even like shows up. <laughs> and so that that's the same thing working all together, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all together in those instances. Uh, so please don't believe in a God that's not real. And please don't believe in a God that's not biblical and scriptural. Um, so I, I'm enjoying this journey. I hope you are too. We'll be back again tomorrow uh, with more Matthew, Luke, and John. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Matthew chapter three. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children of Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Mark chapter 1 In the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were all going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. 
I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. And they went out into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought out to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, and said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once, and said to him, See that you may say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priests, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded, for proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it, and to spread the news, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming out to him from every quarter. Luke chapter 3 In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Ithuria, and Trachonitis, and Lysianitis, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John the son of Zechariah in the wilderness, 
And he went into all the regions around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall become straight, and the rough places shall become level ways, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said therefore to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children of Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be content with your wages. As the people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether it might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations he preached good news to the people, but Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, added this to them all, that he locked up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about thirty years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Janai, the son of Joseph, the son of Matthias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Math, the son of Matthias, the son of Semien, the son of Joshek, the son of Jodah, the son of Jonan, the son of Resa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adi, the son of Kosam, the son of Elmadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eleazar, the son of Joram, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Malaya, the son of Mena, the son of Mathatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salah, the son of Nashon, the son of Amminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Arni, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Reu, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxt, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahaliel, 
the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thank you.